You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. This week on The Bouch, we explore the problem with toxic positivity, the paradox of tragic optimism, and ways that we can be more mindful for ourselves and those in our lives. Welcome, welcome to Women's History Month. To Carly's Couch. Celebrating us. No, just kidding. (laughs) Celebrating us, y'all, always. Um, Man, how you doing today? I'm feeling pretty good. Um, You know, been enjoying myself. Daylight saving times is coming soon. Amen. So I've been looking forward to, like, nicer weather, nice, more sun. Even though, like, we live in L.A., can't really complain about that, per se. But, um, you know, I feel like going into, like, spring and summer is really, like, more when I can come alive. Um, So... I think everything's going pretty good right now. Same. I was about to say, I feel like kind of dormant. Yeah, kind of like, you know, bears when they hibernate or like a seed. Like, they're not bearing fruit all winter. Um, It's been a little colder here in L.A. lately. But I'm so excited because this daylight that's still here around 6-something mm-hmm. is beautiful. Wait, when are we springing forward? Like, tomorrow? The 13th, next week? Oh, damn. I think. Okay. So, next weekend. Yeah. All right. And then um, <laughs> I'm hyped because I feel like all of our guests for February were amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really had a good time um, just having so many guests in a row, highlighting so many black folks who are doing big things um, in their industry, in their space. And we hope that you guys learn something from them, too. Um, I learned a lot from each of them. So I thought it was cool. Good mix from relationships to social activism to entrepreneurism, like all of the things were there. Mental health. Um, it was a pretty good mix, I must say. So. <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't thanks check, for rocking with us. Yeah, we appreciate you. And if you haven't checked those out, be sure to. Um, there are some dope people, I and mean, I've been hearing great feedback from the episodes. Um, but today we are talking about toxic positivity, and I was thinking about this because as someone who works like in you know holistic health and wellness and around mental health, um, I can't remember if like what exactly was said, but I had, I was like sitting at a cafe and I overheard a conversation, and someone was like sharing you know that something was going on with them and the person was like well you should just really look for the silver lining Mm -hmm. you know like at least you're alive and you know you're okay and you it could be worse and then I was just like cringing inside like every time they said something and I was like man like I think that that's an interesting topic to look at because it's like we've all we all know the importance of positive thinking or maybe we can talk about that too but you know when does it become problematic how was the person responding to them? They were like, yeah. Because I feel like a lot of times, I mean, it depends on how traumatic or what's going on, but I feel like a lot of times people can be like, all right, yeah, you know, I'll still try to stay positive. Or it can kind of make you feel bad, which I guess we're going to get into. But how did that person deal with it? Um, you can. They just kind of started shutting down. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't talking as much and just kind of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like less vocal, like more just like, yeah, okay. Um, and I think, that's like, you know, one of the biggest issues, which we'll get into later is like, you know, it can close up spaces where people might feel more vulnerable. But then if it's like, you know, you're just going to be like, everything's going to be OK, then maybe you don't feel a safe sharing thing sometimes. Yeah. And I, I can imagine that if somebody's saying that to me when I'm, you know, discussing how I feel or a hard time that keeps me from wanting to keep talking because it's like it invalidates what I'm going through. Um, and also makes me maybe feel shame. Like, oh, I guess I shouldn't feel down, you know, because this thing is happening. I guess it feels like it's almost suppressing. And even with positivity and, and affirmations, all those things, sometimes 
when it's not reflective of like the real current state you're in, you know, how much of the time is that really just kind of like trying to suppress how you feel instead of like working through it and or being able to acknowledge and process that things aren't good right now or that something has happened um, that it's OK to feel that. Yeah, absolutely. And I would consider myself like an optimist and, you know, a glass type or a glass half full type of person. And so I noticed um, when we were talking about feeling emotions, one of the ways to avoid that is to just tell yourself, oh, it's going to work out in the end. You know, it's always great. You know, at least I, I can be grateful for the things here. And so, you know, it becomes this mechanism that keeps you from actually processing and feeling and dealing with things. And that's why I wanted to talk mm -hmm. about it, not only so we can be better friends, but also so we can support ourselves better. Yeah, because there's a question of like, when is enough enough, right? Because I almost feel like you're, it's a two part to it, right? Positivity is important. And yet that I think that that has to come or maybe not has to, but that it's more productive if it comes after you've set with whatever, like you can still acknowledge and then think about, you know what, like, I know I will be okay. Or, you know, like you could take it to that place afterwards. Um, but how do you, how do you determine when that positivity crosses the line? And I was doing research because I was like, you know, I really don't know the answer to that question. Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking about it. Um, but I think like a funny and not really funny example, but like a, a real example is uh, I saw a meme and it was like, man, Timon and Pumbaa really told uh, Simba mm -hmm. to just Hakuna Matata and his uncle had killed his dad and framed him. And they're I like, no worries. Um, and I think right. that that's problematic and we laugh, but it's like, you know, he didn't really have any time to deal with what was going on and process that for himself. It was like, nope, just act like everything is good and keep it moving. And so I think the moment that it is insincere um, the moment that it's not an authentic, like positive situation and anytime it keeps you from feeling your emotions mm. is the problem. Mm. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is there, there's happy, fun, positive things that happen to you. And that's the time to be pot. Like you can be positive in those like, man, this, I'm enjoying this tea. Life is good. I'm feeling great. And then when there's things that's not happening, instead of trying to change that, like in your head, like, oh, man, this happened. This isn't good. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Like, actually responding in a non-delusional way. I think it's kind of delusional a little bit. Like, even even with, and I keep bringing up affirmations because to me that's kind of similar. So, roaming back if that's not. But, you know, we've talked about it before where it's like you can sit in the mirror and be like, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful. And if you don't really believe it, you're almost wearing at your own, you know, kind of esteem and, and your own, like, trusting yourself in your own word, et cetera, et cetera. And it's okay to, like, take the time in whatever situation you're in to be honest about the situation. But then we can reframe to, like, where we want to go or what we want to get to or whatever. Absolutely. And I'm such a believer in, like, our thoughts create our world. Like, I very mm. much believe that our perspective, like, shapes the world around us. And so it's like, well, how can both things be true? Like, how can you actually sit with things that suck mm -hmm. and, you know, have a bad day or, you know, just a bad moment, grieve and also be positive. And I think the real difference is just allowing yourself to feel those perceived negative emotions mm -hmm. and to process them. I'm not saying dwell or ruminate or let them take over your life, but definitely doing what you feel like you need to do for yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and then you can go back into the, but everything's going to be okay. Or, and mm -hmm. everything's going to be okay. Like both things can be true. You can be mm -hmm. a positive person and still feel emotions. Um, and that's I, the biggest thing that both can be true. 
Exactly. So in the beginning, you you use the word toxic positivity as one of the things we're talking about. So what exactly would, would you say is the definition of that then? Um, toxic positivity was coined by psychiatrist Guyana da Silva, um, who described it as an insincere positivity that leads to harm, needless suffering, or misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And that it furthering it as an attempt to remain happy or express positivity at all times, and in some case, even like forcing that onto other people. Mm-hmm. So I think that like that is one of the lines, like when it becomes problematic is like that pressure to stay positive at all times um, and to push yourself through negative feelings, which causes you to like internalize a lot of the stuff that's going on and can like make you feel like a failure or, you know, a lot of guilt and shame around having regular emotions as a human. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then we've talked about some of the reasons why that's harmful. Um, one of the first that comes to mind to me is that it's almost like you're given like this false sense of like how they should feel instead of really empathizing in that moment. So it's almost like that person, or let's say if you're talking to somebody else, maybe they're not going to feel heard or even for you, if you're, if you're doing this with yourself, you're not uh, giving yourself time to like be empathetic to yourself or to another person and feel what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then that causes people to feel alienated and disconnected. Like if every time I come to you with a problem, you're like, but it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop coming to you. You know what I mean? Like we're not, I'm not going to feel like I can Mm -hmm. connect with you on that level. If it's always like brushing it over or just focus Mm -hmm. on the good things. And I'm not saying you have to wallow in stuff, but you really do have to allow yourself to process. Mm -hmm. I think it could depend where you are though. Cause I feel like we know which folks may be more in tune to like really listen and which ones may be like, Kind of, like sometimes you do just need kind of somebody to like rehype you up. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, everything's different. But if you know how and you can identify how your friends kind of react to certain things, then I guess at that point it's on you like who you want to go to for what you need. Um, and with yourself, though, for sure, you can catch yourself being like, you know what? I don't have to try to like get myself to that space. So you have to stop yourself. And I don't know how to tell you how to do that. But um, I've caught myself doing that before, actually, where it's like, nah, you know what? This is how I feel, especially since I'm on my journey of like. <laughs> figuring that out in the first place right um so when I do realize how I feel and I can pinpoint it I I get really excited um and I I actually have an example of like a week ago that this happened which I'm not gonna give right the second but yeah when you recognize what it is now you can think about what you need and then maybe go to the right person for sure absolutely and so it's like okay now that we have the definition of toxic positivity we're going to talk about some ways to recognize if your positivity or optimism has turned toxic because I think sometimes there can be a line but if any of these things ring true there might be a chance to check yourself um, whether you're dealing with other people or yourself mm-hmm. and then that first one is what I just <laughs> said <laughs> I see you trying to set me up <laughs> avoiding feeling feelings slash hiding how you feel Um, so that's a sign that your positivity may have turned toxic. Mm, Well, okay. I'm going to say what we got here, but then I'm going to chat through it. So when you're looking for the bright side to always push past struggles in the moment, um, that can be a sign of toxic positivity. And then studies show that suppressing your emotions can lead to increased anxiety and depression, disrupted sleep, overall worsening of mental health for sure. And I think one of the things with avoiding your feelings or hiding how you feel, of course, as we've talked about this before, too, so I'm not going to go into it too crazy, comes from perhaps like growing up in a space where you really didn't have permission to feel or you didn't have the time or, you know, whatever. Safe right? space, any of it. Yeah. So you, so you learn like, oh, it's better to keep it in, which then you're never practicing understanding how you feel. So you tend to just avoid those feelings. Um, but my only thing against that, Carly, tell me how you feel about this is. 
I don't know if that necessarily always reflects that you're being positive either or like trying to stay extra positive because sometimes, well, no, you know, I think I know when I feel happy or excited, those basic things, right? Sad, angry. Um, I don't know, if, but I'm not po- po- toxic positively though. Or like, you see what I'm kind of trying to say? I don't think I'm like a toxic positive person either, but I still don't know how I'm feeling. Yes, yeah, so I would say it's probably like um, it could be if that if you notice that being something that you do in your life. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't sound like it is for you. And maybe, you know, that's not a telltale sign for everybody. But, you know, if you're always like, oh, you know, well, it, it could be worse. And, you know, mm-hmm. people like always, you know what I mean? Like lying to yourself about how you feel. I think anytime you're not being authentic with yourself, um, or allowing yourself to feel feelings that could be a sign that you are, you know, hanging on to this, how you think mm-hmm. you should feel, which leads straight into the next one. And this is me calling myself out, um, feeling guilty about feeling sad, angry, being upset or having any quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, what's perceived as negative emotions. And I've noticed this and I really had to ask myself, like, why are you mad that you're mad right now? Like, who do you feel like you need like Pollyanna to sh- you got to show up like Pollyanna and be excited all the time? Like, what, what? And I think that um, it's important to recognize in that sense that uncomfortable feelings are like a really big part of life and they act kind of like guidance strips. So if you ever driving on a highway and you get a little too close to the other lane, it's like do, 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 do. I think emotions are great indicators of what you're feeling and like, you know, what's going on. Like you might be missing something. You might feel a disconnection to somebody. And so if every time you feel one of these feelings, you judge yourself, you get mad, you, tr- you don't feel it, then you're really missing those signs and indicators in your life about how to improve your life or how to better get what you need. Mm-hmm. And the world is such a crazy place that I can see for sure why people may feel like, dang, you know what? I am sitting in my, my nice space. I have what I need. I can pay my bills. And yet, you know, things still suck sometimes. So I see why, like, given the world, COVID, especially too, like, for a minute, everybody was like, read the room. If you were like, I'm having a good day. And it's like, (laughs) all right, you know. But I think think that because so many things are are going bad, but always has been going bad also, um, sometimes we feel like, oh, man, let me not add to that. Or I I should be okay dealing with this little old thing. Um, but meanwhile, everybody's dealing with stuff. So again, we can acknowledge all of it, man. And I think anytime you tell yourself should, that's always just a good time to yep. check what the hell is going on because you shouldn't do anything, but be how you are. And so anytime you feel like, you know, you're not showing up as that version, mm-hmm. I should do this. It's like, you know, that's a good time to question. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing about like perceived negative emotions is they're all here to help us survive. Like fear keeps you out of dangerous situations, you know, anger and grief help you process um, and confront like what's uncomfortable and help you deal with all of these very real life situations. And so you're also missing out on a big part of life mm-hmm. experience whenever you're always happy. Mm-hmm. And another um, sign that your positivity has turned toxic. And I definitely do this too. Again, I don't know if it's because of the positive part, but not being receptive to other people's struggle. And I guess just because that completely connects with that first thing, right? If you avoid feeling feelings and you feel kind of ashamed, like I don't want people to see that they affected me or I don't want to, you know, come across like I'm sad or have a problem or I want to hold face or whatever, then it's also hard for you to allow other people to express themselves. We had that episode where I talked about how like I would, I would shut my partner down when they get mad in traffic. And I'm like, just relax. Like, don't let these people know they got to you, whatever. But if they want to express that, they want to express that. If they feel mad or angry or frustrated, then it's like, dang, I realize, like, why am I trying to shut them down? Because I've always felt maybe shut down or I probably just shut myself down. But um, just because I feel that way 
doesn't mean that other people can't express. And so a lot of times if you feel uncomfortable with somebody kind of talking about something or expressing their emotions, that can be a sign to you um, that you maybe have toxic positivity going on in your own life or this need in general that, you know, emotions are not to be expressed. Yeah. Or even like, I think uh, leaning that into a sign because that can like not being comfortable with other people showing emotions like that's a very real thing, not necessarily connected with toxic positivity. I think it connects whenever you get uncomfortable when people are upset mm -hmm. and you just tell them, like, notice how you respond to those situations. It's not like, you know, oh, like, don't let them see you. It's like. Nah, why are you getting mad? You should be excited because of this and this. And it's just mm -hmm. like noticing how you talk to people and noticing if you're like patronizing them for being upset. And that could come from a place of, you know, you're you are trying to encourage them. Right. Sometimes the people may be upset about something or sad about something. And you're like, no, you're actually doing a really good job. And maybe you are trying to help them a little bit. I, I find that I've done that before, too. But then I also will get fussed about like, oh, I just wanted to vent. So. Wait, I don't know, <laughs> until you ask me a question, I ain't gonna say nothing no more. That, that's my new motto. Um. Oh, but there's something else about that, too, um, that you had just made me think about. But now nah, I think I forgot it. Um, but, yeah, it could come from a good place, but it's just not necessarily like for you to really even have a say about, honestly. Mm -hmm. And thinking how other people should feel is also problematic because mm -hmm. they're people. Oh, that's what I was <laughs> going to say is that I think sometimes, too, we might minimize what the other person's saying because maybe you have secondhand kind of like guilt like like let's say if your friend is rich like if I know this friend got money or whatever but they're complaining about something like you know that might seem trivial to me yeah or or might be like all right dog like people have real problems like you might notice you are you feel some kind of like either resentment or some type of term right some emotion but you recognize you feel some kind of way about what they're saying and so you trying to shut them down versus letting them you know be true to how they feel mm -hmm. um this next one I was like oh this is real uh, it's a compulsory happiness upholds oppression. Mm -hmm. And so toxic positivity is like only focusing on the positive aspects of a painful situation. But if everybody's looking on the bright side of things, then nobody is raising concerns about mm -hmm. systematic racism, misogyny, homophobia, other social injustices. It was like, well, look, y'all free now. Like, how mm -hmm. does that sound? You know what I mean? Like, it's not, you're not reading like addressing the elephant in the room, you're literally mm -hmm. skimming over things. And that is super problematic in this thing of like, in this quest for, you know, keeping the peace, not rocking mm -hmm. the boat. You're definitely avoiding how people feel and their very re real emotions of fear and anger and injustice. Yeah. I have a crazy real example of that one. So I was at, and I, I was so embarrassed. I was at, I think it was like a Bible study. This was years ago. And the, somebody was saying something about, how look at the silver lining of slavery that perhaps if that never happened, we wouldn't have the opportunity to be in America and to be at a certain level, you know, living in our way as opposed to how their perception of many Africans is today there. Does that make sense? Because mm -hmm. they probably said it in a weirder way, but I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> what? are you talking about? Like trying to justify things almost in a way where it's like, look at the bright well, side. Just like when people say like, well, everything has a reason. What is it? What's the saying? Is that it? Yeah. Everything happens, happens for, for a reason. reason, but it's like, what's the point though of attributing that to the Holocaust or to slavery or to things that are terrible things? You know what I mean? Like that's, I think that's an example of like toxic positivity because, or we could have just not had that happen. Right? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't exactly correlate. And yet you're trying to justify and kind of smooth over things instead of actually addressing like the problems and what really happened. 
Um, so that's my example from that. Bro, I got another one real quick. So I was in school at USC, full-time MBA program. We were talking about colonization. And one of my classmates has the goal to stand up and be like, <laughs> you know, I think more countries would have benefited from colonization. And all of us kind of look at each other as being black, brown, people of color, aware people, <laughs> people who so care serious. about other people. And they were so damn serious. And everybody's hand went up like aggressively. <laughs> and the teacher started looking around. And like, then, yeah, we know this ain't going yeah, well. This is not. And then he started trying to backtrack. But you know what? We brought like, you know, we were exactly. civilized and we brought y'all language. It's like, no, actually y'all stole all that shit. Like y'all really didn't do all the things, but you, <laughs> you rewrite history to make it sound good now to make it sound positive. So yes, no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that because you are, definitely not helping further society. And I do think a healthy dose of skepticism, a healthy dose of anger and fighting for fairness have always pushed the needle and changed the world. So those perceived negative emotions can be very instrumental in creating a better world to live in. Mm -hmm. You may have toxic positivity if you deal in blind optimism. So, and I've kind of done this before. I don't know if I didn't care if I have toxic positivity, but um, let's say like if you have a test coming up, you might be like, yeah, I got this. I'm good. And you don't study. Um, or you're not prepared for a meeting or, you know, just feeling like, oh, I got this or everything's going to work out. And I, dang, actually, I, I talk about it all the time too. Where I tweet about like, dang, every time I'm not really prepared, like it ends up working out. Yeah, same. <laughs> but there, but blind optimism is not going to be beneficial for you. Um, and it's just kind of like you psyching yourself up instead of like doing what you need to do, to be honest. Um. So that could be a sign that you're taught. I keep struggling with saying this, that you're, you have po- toxic positivity. <laughs> <laughs> Sound it out. Mm, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next two kind of run through, but trying to be stoic or get over painful emotions, like brushing them off, not letting yourself cry, not mm-hmm. said, letting yourself process. Um, then the last one, I think an issue with toxic positivity, and I call it this, is you stay in toxic relationships, which I know mm-hmm. is a buzzword, so please don't use it unless it really is, or situations um, like let's say you're at a job and you have a, you know, a creeper boss and you're just like, you know, but I make so much more money than I did. And you know, it's, it's really close to, you know, you, you start justifying things. So I think that in relationships, um, and in life, like optimism and hope is beautiful. Like you want things to get better, but anytime you're doing it at a detriment to yourself, um, like if you're being abused or anything like that, then it really is an issue. Like you can't always just look for the silver lining. You have to be very real with yourself whenever you're in these dangerous situations. Yeah, you can't, this is about like not lying to yourself. Um, and that's, that's really what it is. Like not lying about how you feel about something, not lying about, uh, what the situation is. Like it is what it is and whatever else, Yes, you and know? Yeah. All of these things can be true. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, here's the phrases. We've, we've thrown some already up in here. Failure's not an option. <laughs> Positive vibes only. Everything happens for a reason. I mean, it could be worse. Don't be so negative. You know, other people do have it worse than you. Happy thoughts. Stay positive. <laughs> You'll get over it. Just look on the bright side. Just be positive. Good vibes only. <laughs> Ew. All of those things. Uh, um, yeah. And then I was thinking about this. So I was like, okay, well, if we know that there's an issue, um, and in society, I think there is... Like, if you look at people, they say, like, social media is the highlight reel of people's lives. It's like, we really do have this obsession with looking like everything's okay, even when it's not, which I think is toxically positive. Um, But it's like, you know, how do we do better? And so I came across this um, 
this term, I guess, uh, called tragic optimism. And tragic optimism was coined by Viktor Frankl um, in Man's Search for Meaning. And great book. You should definitely read it. But it was about this. I believe he's a doctor, but he was in the concentration camp. And during his stay, he lived, thank God, during his stay um, at the concentration camp, he discovered tragic optimism. And what that is, is finding the meaning during the inevitable tragedies of human existence. Um, And it is better for us than avoiding darkness and trying to stay positive. Uh, And I think that that's such a great opposite and a great, more realistic way to look at the things that happen in our lives um, than just like, oh, brush over it and act like it didn't exist. So to make sure I'm understanding, tragic optimism was him saying, don't don't pretend everything's positive, but in this hard time, kind of like remember like what matters to you or, or, or still think about like what you're what you're doing this for or the meaning of your life, et cetera. Exactly. So he was in the, um, and that's a great clarifying question. He was in the tra- concentration camp. And at that time, that's not something you could say, it's going to get better because everybody's yeah. dying. You, there is literally might not be a tomorrow or an afternoon. And so, you know, in this, he found the meaning in, in being present and like in this suffering, just to keep going day by in day his purpose. Yeah. in the purpose just, and then he realized afterwards, you know, it's so he could tell his story and share like how to find meaning in life in suffering is inevitable. So it's like how in these things that we can't avoid, you know, can you stay present and find what matters, which is I think drastically different than just like, look for the silver lining. No, it's like, this is terrible. So you're presenting this as um, an alternative to, uh, toxic positivity mm-hmm. okay. and this is the first time I've ever even and I, I like read the book but I don't mm-hmm. think he mentioned it in the book like that um, but he did talk about how he found his purpose mm-hmm. while he was in this concentration camp and not to take away from the disgusting severity of the, you know what he was going through but that is something that came out that's why it's called tragic optimism and mm-hmm. I was like oh that's really interesting and I think it's a good perspective to add on you know because I'm an optimistic person but it's like oh this is a good way to look at those things that happen in life that might be more difficult to deal with mm-hmm. yeah I like that a lot um so then what can that look like for us um what what are the ways that we can respond to ourselves and to others in a way that acknowledges it from that point of view so I think um the first one is just allowing yourself to feel your feelings uh and to process them I think that that's the first necessary step because you're not being real with yourself if you are not focused on that um and so we did an episode 168 on that if you want to go listen to and try to figure out how to feel your feelings but that's the first step Mm -hmm. what else um another one is Trying to find meaning in your suffering, and I don't know how to tell you to do this. I'm going to be real. But you can Google Tragic Optimism and try to figure it out. But finding meaning in your suffering um, with all these things that are going on in society. And like I said, I don't have answers because I'm still trying to find it for myself. Is that similar or the same thing to um, there being a seed of optimism or or a seed of opportunity, rather? We've been saying optimism is too much. A seed of opportunity in every problem or just understanding, like, all right, um, this something happened. This is how I feel. What 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 did I learn? What can I take from this? What do I do next time? Maybe that type of conversation, or is that still toxic? No, I don't think so. I think that um, by addressing it first, like, man, okay, I lost my job or whatever happened. Man, that really sucks. I'm sad. I'm disappointed. I'm this angry. This gives me an opportunity to like really let me figure out what I really want to do. Like, I, I have wanted to do something more that helps these people. 
let me figure something out and maybe I can find a different opportunity or something. Mm-hmm. That, I feel like it could be on the edge though. But like we were saying at the very beginning, I think it's the combination of acknowledgement first, plus not wherever you go, but kind of, you know, whichever direction you kind of go from there is, is already like bringing the toxicity way down. Absolutely. And then also just being real with myself, like, you know, what, what decisions that I make that led to this, what, what can I do better? Um, you know, how can I better serve myself? Just kind of taking everything, taking stock, but being real with yourself about like how you're feeling and giving yourself time to process and doing that. I think that's really the difference. And so maybe the opposite of toxic positivity is not necessarily tra- tragic optimism. Maybe it's really just being real with yourself and allowing yourself to feel feelings. Um, but I think tragic optimism could be a great way to like a great outlook on life. And then what about gratitude though? Because to me, I feel like to tell people practicing gratitude during times when they may be going through something can also feel like toxic positivity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Be grateful for what you have. At least, at least I have a roof over my head. At least I have food, which are beautiful things. I'm not discounting any of that, but, uh, there's a study that scientists have begun to recognize that the practice of gratitude. So not just, in insincere gratitude like oh man at least I got my car dog like but actually like a practice of gratitude is a key driver of post-traumatic growth after an adverse event and that gratitude can be a very healing force so um they did this whole study about how gratitude leads to healing in the aftermath of traumatic events and how um, with a regular gratitude practice, so it's a practice, it's something you do very frequently, um, helped reduce the lifetime risk for depression, anxiety, and substance abuse disorder. And so the distinction between like a gratitude, like gratitude practice and just, you know, toxic positivity gratitude is an overall orientation that isn't contingent upon something happen to happening to us, but rather a way you show up in life. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's an important distinction because I think it's an ongoing practice, yes. not just like in this time. I might try to try to like cover it up real quick. Yes, exactly. It's mm-hmm. something that you're doing every single day, and you can still be sad and be grateful. Mm-hmm. So if your gratitude always has to feel like excited and overjoyed, then it's probably not real gratitude. Um, you might be co- trying to cover up some other things, but looking at gratitude as a practice and a way to show up in life every single day. Got it. Um, there's also this existential gratitude scale by uh, – positive psychologist Paul Wong that I thought was interesting. Um, I'm going to link it in the show notes because I'm still trying to mull over it. But if you found this, this episode interesting and you're really trying to think about, you know, a better gratitude practice for your life or how to create one, I'm going to link that so you can try that out. Cool. And then we're going to leave you with some more mindful phrases um, that aren't um, toxic positive (laughs) whatever I don't yeah whatever these are better phrases to use when you or when somebody else is going through something the first it's okay to not be or feel okay right now you should feel whatever emotions you want to feel take your time I'm with you and I'm listening or for if you're talking to yourself and I've done this it's like sometimes you gotta sit down and be like you know what let me just let my brain talk. Like you can listen to yourself too. Sometimes like, let me just see what's going on. Man, I talk to myself more than I talk to anybody else. So absolutely. (laughs) Um, validating yours or somebody else's feelings. Like I'm allowed to feel this way. My feelings are valid or you're allowed to feel this way. Your feelings are valid. Telling someone, describe what you're feeling. I'm listening. Um, telling somebody, Hey, I see that you're stressed or that you're having a hard time. Is there anything that I can do? And then the last one failure is 
a part of growth and success. And it is. Um, and that that's one of those things where it's like, man, like when you look back, you can always kind of think about how different failures or whatever, like you got better or propelled something else to happen or whatever, right? Which is, again, this sounds like everything happens for a reason. And yet, if you're feeling down about a failure or you messed up something, you can sit in that and then learn from that and then see what's next. And I think that I think that everything does happen for a reason, but that doesn't mean you can't feel emotions or feel bad or hurt or be upset about something. And maybe that's the difference is just mm-hmm. noticing when you're using it. Like, cause I, I am an optimist. So I do always look for the silver lining, but not to avoid my feelings. And I would say for me, that's the thing that's changing is that I, I will feel maybe bad for feeling some kind of way. So it's like, all right, let, you know, you just trying to move past it. But I do very much now go into like, all right, how do I feel? And I'll process it. And then like, I'll literally feel like a different person, period. Just after that now, like I've really learned that. It's so cool. Like, oh, I just feel peaceful about it now. And then from there, it's, all right, I learned this. I'm thankful for this. And all the things kind of come from there. So always start with yourself and checking in and seeing how you're actually doing, not how you wish you were or think you should be. Mm -hmm. All right, this week, we hope you enjoyed that. Because I think this is important. This is very important to catch for yourself and for you to be a better friend to others, which um, Carly said at the beginning. So good for everybody to to take some of these notes and to recognize where you are kind of on the spectrum of like, how do you deal with things? Are you suppressing or repressing? Are you really letting yourself uh, acknowledge your feelings and other people's feelings? So hopefully you got something out of this. um, I was about to say out of this course, out of this episode, (laughs) Um, this week's shout out. Let me let me get my box. (laughs) For people watching video, it's a real box. (laughs) So she says. (laughs) Um, I got this box. It's called a. um, Ooh. Uh huh. That's fancy. It's like a me time box. So uh, Amber Jackson has a brand called Black Leaf Tea and Culture Shop. You can find them on the Black Leaf Tea on all socials and their website as well. We're going to link it all. But they have these cool boxes where, of course, you could just buy the tea and buy the accessories you need. But in here, this says, make the most of your me time. Every tea in this set was handcrafted by a lover of tea, people, and black culture. Blended to delight your taste buds and awaken creativity and joy. Every sip is a new beginning. So it's pretty cool because it got hella cool teas in here. Lots of different blends. One of them also goes to a nonprofit um, that she deals with. And I like the brand because it's about, it's not just about like the tea, but about culture, community, um, having conversations. Got this super cool mug in here that says tea culture community as well. Cute. Uh, It's real official too. Like even got the like super cool like accessories and everything. So if you love loose leaf tea, which I do, especially like in the evening time um, when I'm relaxing or kind of ending my day. This is a really cool um, set or something to send to somebody else. It could be a really cool gift to send to a tea drinker as well. If anybody wants to send me one, I'm accepting. (laughs) Right. Just look. Ask Carly for her address. I got the Um, business address ready for you. Right. The P.O. box. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, shout out to uh, Amber and Black Leaf Tea. I really um, love what she's doing with her brand. And so I'm excited to, you know, really get into the teas. Actually, I have a doing a tea tasting with her on this week, tomorrow, Tuesday. So looking forward to that. And then I can give a real like review review as well. Oh, that's exciting. Um, <laughs> and that actually leads right into our question of the week, which is what are you most looking forward to this week? 
Oh, I'm so I am most looking forward to super mini boot camp I'm doing this week. Sorry, this is work related, but whatever. That's what's exciting me right now. I was over this past week and I was like manic because I was like walking in circles and I kept getting like all these ideas and things about reorganizing um, employees and contractors and trying to make it make the most sense. And how can I have less people pay these people more and whose job is most important and what person really fits better in what role? And I was like just going off. And I was like, man, I got to go find, I got to go talk to my project manager about this. And like, we need to power all this stuff out and like really tighten it up. So I have, I just started with a new business manager. excited about that. Get your taxes together, get all these hiring together. They're going to be the HR for my company, all the things. Um, And so I was like, I just got a ticket to go to the city that my project manager lives in for like two days. So we can really like bang some of these ideas and things out and then talk to the business manager. So just excited for um, being able to do things like that, even though of course we could be zooming and all that. Sometimes it's like, now let's just like go in for real, for real, for like a day, um, on some work. So I'm looking forward to doing that this week. Man, I am, which that's amazing. And I'm excited to hear how that goes. Mm -hmm. Um, and to see how this continues to grow cap. So, uh, I am most looking forward to spending time with my friends. So I'm looking forward to brunch with you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm looking forward to dinner, uh, with a friend. I'm doing flowers and cafecitos with a friend later this week, a little, um, zoom London fog date with one of my home mm-hmm. girls. You know, I've been trying to love on my friends more consistently cause I've have the energy and I'm like, man, I just want to love on people. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's important too. Um, so what are you looking forward to this week? Let us know, hit us on all the socials on the post. If you have any questions or any thoughts or comments about what we talked about, um, or if you want to let us know what you got going on this week, we are open to whatever. Hit us up. Have a great week. Stay positive out there. <laughs> Bye, nah, y'all. Just playing, just playing, just playing. <laughs> Acknowledge your emotions this week. <laughs> Goodbye. You sound like a hotel. <laughs> Where's my hat? <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Bye. <laughs>